breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike, and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Our conversation with Congressman Mike Johnson. We're going to talk congressional redistricting. The Supreme Court ruling looks like it's going to impact Louisiana, uh, where we may have to create another black majority congressional district. But lawmakers, I believe, are going to take it back to court first. Um, how quickly does this all have to get get resolved? Well, that's a good question. Um, th- that is one that's not answered yet. Um, there's a couple of things that could happen, a couple of different scenarios and the way forward. I do think the legislature has a lot of confidence in the map that they drew and passed, um, you know, under the uh, normal processes. That's the legislature's job. And in our case, you know, we were awaiting the outcome of litigation about our maps because of what happened in, in Alabama. And, you know, the Supreme Court issued that opinion here. Mm-hmm. But there are some real important distinctions between our situation and Alabama um, because the minority populations in Alabama are much more concentrated in a couple of different areas. And in Louisiana, we're all spread out and mixed in together everywhere. So it's really difficult to just look at the map of Louisiana and draw a compact you know, majority minority district here as they're trying to do in Alabama. So I, I do think that our attorney general, Jeff Landry, and, and the team, they have some great arguments to make as the case proceeds. So we don't yet know what's going to happen there. If we do get a new map ordered, which I still think is, is not certain, probably the legislature gets called into special session and they go back to the drawing board. There's a possibility the district court uh, could draw its own map. We just don't know what's going to happen yet. But but um, I, I'm confident in the map we have. I think it could be upheld, and there's enough distinctions between our case and Alabama. Is is the best solution, if we have to draw a new district, is the best solution, as we've heard from some, I think Sharon Hewitt was one, that we carve out more of Baton Rouge? We have one in the New Orleans area, and then we carve out one of, of Baton Rouge and kind of go up the river, I guess. I, or is it that Zorro map that goes across from Shreveport to Monroe and, uh, you know, taking in the no, metro that, areas? Yeah, that that crazy Zorro map is not lawful, and, and that's why it, it, it didn't last here. For but is any of that lawful? When you well, start no, gerrymandering so. districts, that's what that's right, what they're right. doing. We're I'm supposed sorry. to have a colorblind society. No, you're right. And that's what, you know, Clarence Thomas and some of the other justices in the, in the affirmative action case pointed that out. They lament that while we're, we've, we've gone so far to make this a colorblind society, now there are elements within that society who are trying to divide us again and make people judge one another on the color of their skin. We're all Louisianians. It doesn't matter what race you are. Right? We all have the same interests. We all want the same things, you know, and, and to draw lines based on skin color just it just flies right in the face of what the civil rights movement was trying to achieve. Well, it and, should and, be I offensive mean, to Thomas everybody. Makes that argument, not me. Right, right. It's exactly right. But to answer your question, Aaron, I mean, on the specifics of Louisiana, really, that's the only way that it, if it were forced, if we were forced to do a new district, it it almost has to include the Baton Rouge thing and go up the river along the east side of the state because there's that's again that's where the minority population is more compact and consolidated together. And that really, there's really no and, way to draw Shreveport into one. And that wouldn't impact your district. That would impact uh, Congresswoman Letlow's district, correct? 
Uh, let low and Garrett Graves probably. Um, but I mean, again, this, there's a lot of uncertainty here. If those lines are drawn, it probably changes all of our districts a little bit. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, these are all hypotheticals. We don't know. I, I think our entire congressional delegation, uh, at least all the Republicans are, are united that the existing map is fair and, and equitable and, and it follows all the legal rulings. So, you know, we, we've got a lot of confidence that we can uphold it. All this persecution going, I'll change gears just a little bit, um, against former President Donald Trump. We, mm-hmm. we talked about the weaponization of the DOJ, uh, the FBI. How do you see this playing out? Do you, I mean, he's obviously the front runner in the, the Republican Party uh, for president, the presidential nomination. But how, how does this play out with, with all of these charges that they're throwing against him? It's like they're throwing spaghetti against the wall trying to get something to stick. Yeah, that's what it looks like to the people. And because of that, it backfires every time, you know, the, the left, you know, Alvin Bragg, the DA in Manhattan or one of the other, you know, what a Georgia, Florida, wherever they're trying to go after him. Every time they bring charges or try to indict him, his poll numbers go up because people Donald Trump is has become a symbol of something, you know, and and he, what he symbolizes is a pushback against the deep state and corruption and all that. That's how people see him. Most, you know, a big chunk of the Republican Party. And I think a lot of uh, people around the country as well. And so. When he's targeted like that, and at the same time, they see this incredible double standard going on right before our eyes. I mean, you know, the, the classified documents, uh, you know, thing, they, they've indicted him for that. They're going after him for that. Or they're about to. And President Biden had more, many more documents. Right, right. Trump stored in his, in his garage behind his Corvette. Like, and, and that we, they just want us to forget that. So I they mean, both, so joke. they both, should, we should wash our hands of both of them and ignore it on both parts? No, look, we, Every, no, no, we shouldn't. I mean, everybody understands we need some reform in how classified material is maintained, okay, from the executive branch on down. But, but those documents but to, were when Biden was vice president. Trump had the authority to declassify any documents. Which he didn't do. You well, don't know well, that he we did. we don't know. That's, that's right. That's, that's one of the issues in dispute. But the point is an important one is that, you know, everybody understands we've got to handle classified information better at that level. But you can't indict one former president and allow the current uh, occupant of the office to just, you know, get a pass. I mean, you, if you're going to enforce it, it has to be equal. That's the point. And people see that it's not. And, and you know, we're going to have FBI Director Ray on the stand here in an hour and a half. And he's going to have to answer for some of this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and if we can't get the perception right, perception is reality. And in a republic and a government of, by, and for the people, remember, we don't have a king. You know, 247 years ago, mm-hmm. we moved away from the monarchy role. There's no boss to step in the middle of this and sort it out. We have to do it ourselves. And in a self-governing system, the people have to trust that the system is fair. When John Adams was trying to explain the distinction between us and, the, and what we broke away from in Great Britain, he said, we're a nation of laws, not of men. What he meant was, nobody's above the law. It's equal. Lady Justice wears a blindfold because... We're all to be seen equally, equal justice under the law. And right now, y'all, the American people do not believe that we have that. And that is a great danger to our system. Congressman Mike Johnson, last thing, last 30 seconds. Do you think and hope Donald Trump is the nominee for the Republican Party next year? I, 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 I mean, if the polling is correct, I think he will be. I think we're, we're looking for a, um, uh, you know, a, a new match between Biden and Trump. I mean, that's where, that's where it looks to be headed. Whether all everybody in America wants that or not, that's what you got. And the and the, the choice between those two 
ain't even close. Mm. Mike Johnson, thank you, sir. Look, I'm, you. you go you go against uh, FBI Director Ray at nine a.m. our time this morning. Uh, I'm going to be praying. Uh, that's right. I'm going to be praying for you. You're my favorite redneck, by the way. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Congressman. One hundred one seven FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike, and McCarty. I found something that was stunning. Okay. H- have either of you, you two saw me without a shirt? N- no, no. A that picture w- of stunning wouldn't be the word. Um, if you either of you <laughs> married even... gentlemen, long time married. I've both never of you. married a gentleman. No, but both of you are married. Yes. Oh, okay. Forty years for you. What is it yeah. now for uh, you, Ruben? Hang on. What's uh, let's see the. Saturday, it will be uh, eight years. But been with her Wait, a long this time. This Saturday, yeah, yeah. Come well, out. happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah, I hope you, <laughs> I hope you primed or something. Anyway, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> have either of you married gentlemen ever heard of a sleep divorce? Yes, you have. Yes. Okay, you have, Mike. I, not, I don't guess. I get. I'm assuming it's what my grandparents did: slept in separate rooms. Absolutely, and now they're showing. More than a third of Americans sleep in a different room from their spouse. A third, 33%, they live what's called a sleep divorce. They're married the rest of the time, all cuddly and lovey-dovey. At night, get your arse in the other room. Well, I don't know. They say that it, it is a problem because if one spouse is a loud snorer or gets up throughout the night to go potty or tosses and turns, or one likes it cold, one likes it hot, it causes the other one not to get a full night's sleep. And you end up sleep-deprived, and you're more likely to argue with your spouse. And more resentment, because it's your problem that I can't get a good night's sleep. So you're my issue. They surveyed more than 2,000. Listen to this. Millennials, what, what year are those born? Oh, gosh, let me see. A, a millennials, I think, are 1980 to 1994. 43% of millennials sleep in separate bedrooms. Almost really? half of them. We're uh, there. Are you really? Yeah, well, so. You're Laura, in a sleep divorce? Yeah, well, Lauren's, Lauren's on night shift. So we oh. we very rarely sleep together, anyways. Like you know, she sleeps during the day. Mm-hmm. I'm you know up and about here. So you're in, in morning, other rooms. And on nights where, like, let's say she's off, and you know I gotta be up here mm-hmm. early in the morning, she'll usually sometimes she'll sleep in the guest room because she doesn't want to wake up when you get up right. and you have to turn on a light and get dressed unless right. you're like me and you dress in the dark. Um, here's the other uh, Gen-, Gen X. What, what year are those guys? Gen X, 65 to 79. A third of those, 33%, sleep in separate bedrooms. 28% of Generation Z, what are the Zers? Gen Z is 95 to 2012. This okay. is all off the top of my head. Yeah, you're amazing. Yeah. 28% of them sleep in separate bedrooms. I'm surprised. Baby boomers, only 22% are in separate bedrooms. Now, you and your wife are not in separate. I mean, this is too much information, but. Right. <laughs> 
sometimes if she has to, like, you know, my alarm goes off very early. Right. And so sometimes she, sometimes she'll sleep in the other room. Ah, okay. Yeah. But here's the benefit of a sleep divorce. Y'all want to know this. Go ahead. If you're in a sleep divorce, you have a better sex life. Because when you do come together for enjoyment of those kinds of things, you appreciate each other more. And so you're more likely to have intimate relations. That's pretty interesting. I did not know about a sleep divorce. We're going to be talking with the mosquito guy coming up (laughs) uh, next (laughs) time. The mosquito guy. Yeah, we have a mosquito guy. We do. We have a mosquito guy coming. All right, but <laughs> the skater king. <laughs> I'm curious how many people have sleep divorces. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, <clears throat> quite a few. It's interesting. One hundred seven FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. By the way, did you win the Powerball? I saw it was eight hundred and seventy. Is that what I saw on my way in this morning? Seventy-five. Wow. No winner last 875 night. Eight hundred and seventy-five dollars. Wow. Yeah, that's that's four hundred and forty-one million, almost four forty-two, lump sum cash value. Take a third off that, so lop about 120 or whatever. So you're going to walk away after taxes with 320 million. Clear, free, and clear out of an 875 million. Jack. Yeah, but you paid There's the something taxes. Something wrong with that? Well, you know, you'll get 875 million. I would, it's not even worth my time. No, but <laughs> God, here's just the thing. Makes me mad. You know, you could get your 875. But you would let John Bell manage it for you right. for a little while. Right. Uh, who wants that? No. Hell no. no. I don't want him managing my... <laughs> Nickel. My, yeah. <laughs> my $108 a week I make oh, now. There, w- there was no winner. No $2 million winner. There was a couple of, of $1 million winners, Florida and Indiana. Phooey <laughs> on those states. But, you know, I'm just... <laughs> two, two of the states you're looking at condos at, right? <laughs> right, yeah. 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 You're right, absolutely right about that. <laughs> Dang, Ruben, why'd you have to bring that up? But, you know, it was funny because I was finishing up my Amazon shopping last night. And when I was finishing that up, I was then condo shopping. And uh, again, <laughs> and I'm sorry, A, note to self, I put this on my Facebook, don't Amazon Prime while tipsy. Okay, hold on, because oh, I want to talk about that. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Do I need a chinchilla pil- pillow cover? Do I really? <laughs> no. <laughs> When's your birthday, Reuben? It's uh, <laughs> December 25th. Okay. December Perfect. 25th. A winter we birthday. We should never have to yep. forget that. Yeah, we shouldn't. <laughs> God. I do. I do want to talk about Amazon. All right. Oh gosh. Yeah. We'll take mm. a break. One hundred one seven FM. One hundred one seven FM. Seven ten. Keel. Mike and McCarty. I. I, I yesterday, of course, 
uh, Amazon Prime Day. Yeah, they did two days this week. They did oh. two days. Um, oh, God. Tuesday and Wednesday. I need some money. I got to win that Powerball. The, the 11th and 12th. Mm-hmm. And I've seen articles, I've seen people go, look, it's not really that big a deal. Yeah. You know, the, these are things that you can buy anyway. Mm-hmm. But yesterday afternoon, there, there was something, I, I, I'm a, I'm a Prime member. I'm a pretty right. special person. <laughs> I, uh, I, get, I get that free delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the main reason I'm a Prime member is because of the streaming Oh, absolutely! Oh I like I like Amazon yes. Prime TV. Yeah, they they have good stuff. But like, but I, okay, so I was yesterday. I was on because I, there are things that I get. But Aaron, it was interesting to me because the I, I don't know psychologically. You're on the site, and it's and it's it's genius. It is genius, it is and your genius. heart rate actually. Mm-hmm. You you start. Oh oh hey oh, I mean you. People who bought that also bought this. It was just interesting like, to me. People who bought what I bought also bought this. Maybe I need that too. I I just was oh. like, oh, I don't want to miss this. I had more of that FOMO. Yes. Than than okay, I don't care what somebody else buys, but right. but I did have that. Oh, oh! I don't want to miss this. I don't want to miss this. I know. Like my 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 uh, body wash. I, I like this Old Spice body wash, mm-hmm. and they had like f- four. Packs. <laughs> it's like for <laughs> what you'd pay for two or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to use this. And that's I tried to hone in on things I use. You know, right. like my special shampoo I use. It was off from thirty dollars down to twenty five. So I thought I'll I'll buy four of them. Whatever. Uh, you know, I bought. I'm I'm sorry to admit this. <laughs> I bought paper plates. I thought, you know what? They were really discounted. The paper products were really discounted. Okay. I bought Solo cups because sometimes I use eat my granola out of a Solo cup right. on the way to work. Right. And I bought. I've seen it several times. Toilet paper. Nothing, I'm sorry about that. Nothing wrong with that. But do I need a thousand rolls? Yep. Seriously? No, no. Oh, okay. I'm not quite that bad. I'm not quite that bad. Okay. Wow. But you know, they had my my swim shoes. Right. You know, and I had I just blew out my other swim shoes and I thought, oh, I need some new swim shoes. So I literally bought four more pair. Why? <laughs> I don't need four. But I but I saw them for like eight dollars. I thought There's things that oh. I, I I I love pens. Okay, mm-hmm. I just saw. I found these. Well, first of all, I the, the this from a, a company called Everyman that I just love, and yeah. you can put different insides in them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I found this metal one. It's a it's a Pilot G two, but it's a metal. It's a limited edition. Ooh, Aaron, I've I've got like six of them now. <laughs> If I wrote with one, which I do, I yeah. mean, I use this one in here every single day. Mm-hmm. But how long? I mean, come on. Right. Come on. Seriously? Exactly. We go crazy. I don't even, I spent over $400. I refuse to go. It's so sad. Shopping. I, I just don't, I won't do it on Black Friday. I will no, not go I'm into, not going I'm crowds. not going to go into Best Buy and I'm not going to go into, you know. I'm not fighting over toys. Or, I'm not, you know, that's it. No. And I'm I not used gonna, to, I used to do it. And, and frankly, I don't want to see that side of people. No, 
It's ugly. It's not pretty. And it's and it's maddening. It's stressful. It's maddening. And I, I'm I not interested. I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. It's like I don't go out on New Year's Eve. No. I'm gonna all the you, rookies are out. I'm going to make you upset right now. Okay. Because uh, I know you missed a deal that you should have bought. Uh-oh. Don't tell me that. Yeah. You no. missed it. You know those little things of Mio? Yes. Oh, he's closing his eyes. They had a four-pack of them with good flavors, not any bogus flavors. Right. For 12 bucks. Four-pack. So that's like $3 each. They're normally like $4.99 at the store. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're about they're almost 5 bucks. So I snapped that up. So I got that coming. No, you can't have none. <laughs> You selfish. Hey, hey, look at the time. Yeah. Chief Wayne Smith joining us. <laughs> top of the hour, Mike and McCarty. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Kiel, Mike and McCarty. There's a new scam. I, I say new; it's relatively new because the technology is relatively new. Mm-hmm. You know, the keys um, that aren't really keys; they're just fobs. Okay, the electronic fobs. Yeah, and you can have it in your pocket. You get in your car and push the button, and mm-hmm. the car starts. Right. And I told you, my wife got a new car, and it has that feature. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I. I have since discovered, thankfully, not firsthand, but apparently the 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 thug muffins will they have a they can have a device that they can go up into your driveway if you've got a car with, with that feature. Oh, don't tell me this. And your key is in your house, okay? Right. They can they can intercept that RFID signal from inside your house, from your key, program it onto something that they have. Start your, unlock your car, Mm. start your car, and drive off with your brand new car. Wow. Your key is in the house. Your car is locked. You're doing everything you should be doing. And And they they can can steal, they can steal, steal your car. Holy crud. So, yeah, we were talking about the Amazon. I, I bought oh. these RFID pouches. Okay. And I stuck those fobs in these RFID protected pouches. Oh, so they can't. So they can't. You sense can't, your device. Yeah. Now, you oh. can't use the key. <laughs> right, <laughs> You know, you right. take it out of the pouch and unlock your car or whatnot. Oh, my goodness. It's just... Who weird. knew? People spend so much time and effort being... Dirt bags. Yes. Apply yes. that. You'd be a you'd be a millionaire. I know. Apply I know. Apply that. That is unbelievable. I, yeah. I mean, we're still battling. We have a, we have a, a prowler that's been going around this area, trying to get oh, yeah. in everybody's vehicles. He's damaged one of our company vehicles. He was trying to get in your back of your truck. Right. I mean, I I think the police have got, have got him and they've got a lock on him and they're going to have him arrested soon. But he's it's been a nuisance. He's been a nuisance every day. Right. We're, we've been told, watch when we're coming in the building. He's He's been in our dumpster. You know, they, I mean. They can also come up behind you and just hold this device right ne- next to your wallet and get information off of your, you know, your cards with the little chips on no. them. Oh, yeah. 
and they can they can get your information, your credit card, debit card, without wow. you even knowing it. My my wallet is RFID protected. Oh, but I need it's that just too. Crazy. Yeah, Golly. it's just crazy. That's nuts. If somebody walks up to you and they're right behind you, like in mm-hmm. you know in the WalMarts or something like that, be be aware of there's. Golly, that I is... saw a lady. She had her purse in her buggy, and she walked like ten feet away. She's down the aisle, and I and I said, "Ma'am, I said your your, your purse is wide oh, open right no here." Kidding. If I were not, you know, if I were one of those people, yeah, gone, snagged it and gone. Yeah, that that's what a shame. What a shame. Yeah, just be alert. Got to be alert. Speaking right. of, Chief Wayne Smith, uh, police chief for Shreveport, going to join us after the top of the hour talking about the uh, shooting incident that took place earlier this week. Mikey McCarty, 1017. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty in studio with Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith. Good morning, Chief. Good morning, ladies you, and gentlemen. You've had kind of a busy week. I have. Well, the last you've had several weeks. Week. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and of course, we had an incident earlier this week. Uh, a, um, a tragic situation. Are, is there any more details you can share about the the suspect? We know we know he ended up dead. We're talking about Crooked Creek, yes. South Shreveport. The where shooting he holed up in a house. Standoff and uh, two people wounded, and the suspect apparently did. Now this wasn't his house, is that correct? That is correct. Uh, this was domestic uh, to some degree because he and the ones who actually lived there were very familiar with each other, or you know had had a relationship in the past or something of that nature. But he went armed, very much so. Uh, this was a really horrific uh, event. That's that really, uh, you know, earth-shattering everything that went down. Uh, he went there with the intent to harm someone. It was quite obvious uh, by the amount of ammunition that he had with him uh, and the actions that he took when he got there. Uh, of course, <clears throat> we had the advantage of watching some of the ring camera videos and other things that uh, told us what he'd done when he got to the residence. This was uh, an unbelievable operation uh, for public safety. It was a very strategic-led, very difficult uh, situation uh, to handle, to respond to. Uh, I can't thank all of our area uh, partners in law enforcement enough for coming out, lending a hand. It was a combination of everyone's effort and uh, modern technology, that really, really helped us to neutralize the threat. You, you guys were able to use robots, drones inside the 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 home. That is correct, and the uh, assailant shot the drones down. But yeah. while they so were you lost like, a couple of drones yes, in the did. incident. Yes, we did. Explain to me, man goes to the house of an estranged girlfriend, I guess. Yes. Um, Shots are fired, then a neighbor comes over? That's Is correct. that accurate? That's correct. Were shots fired inside the home? He was already inside? Outside. He was outside, and yes. he's firing shots just into the home? Into the home, yes. And a neighbor wow. goes over? Yes. Take it from there. After shots were fired, the neighbor went over? It's, I don't know what at what point all of that took place, but a neighbor did engage him. Uh, two neighbors, as a matter of fact. Uh, one was one that he shot. 
mm-hmm. uh, and he is expected to recover. And another neighbor came out and uh, engaged him, and they exchanged gunfire before he made his way inside the resident and barricaded wow. himself in. Did he have to break into the home, or did he have a key, or do we know? Uh, it's believed that he forced his way in uh, to the resident. Okay, and how many people were in the home? Was it a woman and two children? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I believe that is correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple got out, and the 13-year-old did not make it out. She remained inside. And she was shot twice, is that correct? I'm not sure how many times, but she was uh, uh, injured. Yes, she was She shot. was hiding, is that right? <clears throat> she that was is. in the home hiding, and that's why they didn't get her out. That is correct. Okay. Well, okay. He, he, yes, that's correct. How did you guys get her out? What, what, how did you go in to, to recover her? Well, uh, a lot of things took place. The drones actually gave us a little bit more intel. Uh, that was other technology that was used to locate uh, exactly where she was in the residence. Uh, there again, uh, equipment was used uh, to make a hole into the house exactly where she was, and our team did extricate her out of the house. You had guys fire. go in while an armed guy is in there shooting at them. They That's went correct. in and pulled her out. That is correct. God bless them. And oh. she is uh, expected to make a full recovery also. Okay. We're so happy. Details on the suspect? I don't know uh, yet. The uh, Evidently, the remains is at uh, the coroner uh, doing the autopsy, and as soon as the coroner gives us that report, we'll know more. Chief, had you had any dealings with this suspect or this house or this area because of this gentleman? I call him a gentleman loosely. Mm-hmm. None that I none that I know of in that area. And there again, you know, until the, the coroner makes that positive identification of the remains, who won't be able to tell exactly much about him yet. Do you have an idea or just waiting on confirmation or you no idea who the guy is? We're waiting on confirmation from okay. Tony Corner's office. Yeah. Chief, I have a dear friend who's in that area um, who told me she saw police cars being towed away as if they had been shot. Or did you have police cars also damaged? I am not sure. Uh, there was a lot of houses and vehicles that was damaged uh, around the area where that took place. I did see where they were hauling out one of Bozier's Bearcat. Yes, it did get shot uh, several times. Wow. Uh, that armored vehicle. windshield. Yes, it did get hit several times. Sure did. Wow. Absolutely. You, you took a little heat for why don't we have a Bearcat? Can you explain that? Why did we have to borrow Bozier's Bearcat? You got one on the way. Is that I right? I was just on the way. It was ordered in February of this year and uh just recently we checked on the status of it and it is in the build process so within a few months one should be delivered to us a lot of that stuff has been back ordered because of the supply chain you've had issues getting patrol cars etc right a- absolutely you you're so correct uh as technology evolves we got to evolve with technology uh to be able to you know do our jobs effectively I know the sheriff donated the Batmobile. Is that what y'all call the 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 big <laughs> SUV? I mean, not SUV, uh, RV. It's an RV. Yeah, that was purchased uh, at some point or another, I believe, by the Louisiana Highway Safety uh, Commission uh, to bring emphasis to uh, distracted drivers and impaired drivers. So mm-hmm. 
uh, we're now taking possession of it and going to be using it uh, for that purpose in our city. Can you stick with us? I want to talk when we get back about the negotiations with this man. I mean, sure. how how close y'all negotiated with him? Sure. Did you make any headway? Obviously not. We'll talk about that when we get back. Mike okay. McCarty in with... Uh One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith. Chief, I would like to ask you about the negotiation process with this gentleman. Did you actually you have a gentleman? Right, I should with the suspect. Did you have contact with him via telephone? Um, did y'all talk to him? And what was the result of that? Obviously, it didn't end well. Initially, there was communication uh, with him uh, inside the resident. Uh, our operations are very complex. They're strategically uh, led uh, with a mission uh, to neutralize the threat and bring about safety uh, to everyone. So there was communication with him early. And uh, Do I understand they tossed a phone into the house? Is that for him to y'all be able to talk to him? Sometimes that is the case, and sometimes we find other means, such as find the telephone number of the resident or that person's cell phone. There's many different ways that communication takes place with did you, someone. Did you make any headway with him? Did they think they were making a little headway with him, or, or it was kind of futile the whole time? Well, the, the entire time, uh, and keep in mind that we're trained to, uh, you know, be very cautious and it was quite obvious that uh, to him it appeared to be a death mission, and he may have been trying to lure us uh, closer to him or in closer proximity to him so he could assault one of our officers. But there never was really uh, much belief uh, along the way that uh, he would give himself up. Do we know, Chief, uh, what agitated him from jump? Do you have any idea? No, I don't know uh, at this point, and we'll never know but one side of the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it accurate that he fired on officers numerous times during that morning and then also fired on firefighters when they arrived to put out the fire? Uh, yes, I would say that is correct. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the first initial responding officers that got there uh, he fired upon them. Uh, I was there for the entire event. And as the event unfolded, it was so uh, frightening to hear uh, bullets ricocheting from, uh, you know, structures around you coming from the suspect himself. So he fired upon all of us. High-powered rifle? What, what can you tell us about what he was armed with? Well, he... He had uh, quite an arsenal of ammunition there with him. Uh, and I'm not sure because the investigation is still underway uh, if there were more than one weapon used. But he had a considerable, very considerable amount of ammunition with him. Now, we know he died at the scene. Was it self-inflicted gunshot wound? Did he burn? What happened? And how did the fire start? Uh, the fire was started from inside the residence. Uh, that was quite obvious. Uh, while we were there on the scene because smoke began to come from the inside of the resident. There was nobody in there but him. Uh, so I'm not sure what all took place in the house, but the fire took started inside the resident, mm -hmm. and uh, the suspect himself was inside. Do we know if he shot himself, though? 
Uh, until the coroner releases his report, I won't know exactly what the cause of death was. Did y'all set, set someone also told me that you guys may have set off like a flashbang of some sort in the house? Do we know about if that happened at all? We we uh, had a lot of distraction devices that was used uh, on the exterior of the house. Uh, I'm not sure about the inside. Okay. These kinds of situations, hard to predict where they're going to pop up around the city. This well, is probably, impossible. You can't. Yeah, you, yeah. There's no way to... This is a kind of a pretty quiet area in South Shreveport. Absolutely. Um, and when we looked, we see 30, 40, 50 officers on the scene out there. That is correct. Where are you getting all these officers? And I, I'm, I'm like, you must have called everybody in that you had available. That was a very conservative amount uh, because... As I said, thanks to our area partners, uh, once the call went out, other agencies began to come in uh, to assist us. So not all of what you saw were SPD officers. And uh, I also want to thank those many officers who got the call that came into duty early because there were so many officers out at this scene. Many, many officers, officers came to work early. Uh, to make sure that our city uh, was covered. And and other areas were patrolled. It mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everybody wasn't at this one location. That is uh, correct. Obviously, we know that. That is, yeah. that is correct. Uh, I know of at least 12, 15 officers uh, that were called and came to work a shift early to make sure that our city was covered. Thank you so much, guys and girls. Let me ask you this. This is probably a question you may not be able to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How close did we come to an officer being shot. I mean, if you, if multiple times y'all have people being, sh- officers being shot at, how close did bullets come flying at your officers? I can recall one officer uh, that was positioned by another house, uh, by the air conditioning unit, and a uh, projectile struck the air conditioning uh. unit that he was behind. So I would say uh. very, very close. And uh, while I was there, you could hear his bullets ricocheting all over the place. So all of us at any time or anybody there could have been struck by the assailants. Uh, Did your any of your officers have to return fire at any point? I mean, could you get a, a beat on him at all to shoot at him? To my knowledge, uh, other than the initial responding officers, uh, we never had a good, clear uh, uh, view of him. Mm. Uh, just a frightening morning. I'm, you know, it went on for what five hours. Uh, at least uh, it started somewhere just before the, seven a.m. Yeah, the first call, right? Six fifty-seven, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I, I left the scene about one, so pretty much up until then, it, it was long and drooling. Uh, folks were <coughs> tired, exhausted, and you can just imagine in this heat condition, uh, people that were, uh, you know, fully geared up. Mm-hmm. Uh, how miserable they Your were. Your guys all had on bulletproof yes, vests, I assume. Everyone out there all did. Okay, us. good. Yes, yes. Chief, uh, unbelievable that nobody was hurt. None of your officers were grateful. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. We're so, well, so thankful. Uh, and I appreciate everyone so much for maintaining their professionalism, uh, exercising uh, what they've been taught uh, in our business. We train, we train, we train, we train. Uh, to be able to react to mm-hmm. uncertain situations. One last thing: anything new on the Jones Mabry? Have we close to an arrest on in there up that way? 
I didn't, I know we didn't tell you we were talking about that this morning. So the investigation is ongoing and progress is being made. Good, good. We look forward to more news on that too. Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith, thank you so much for coming in. Absolutely, praying for you guys. One hundred and one. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. It's just a, it's just a tragic situation. But there's no way you can prevent something like that. No, you can't predict it, nor can you prevent it. You just, you never know. Right? Could be in any neighborhood, any day. I'm just glad no officers were hurt because it could have it could have ended way differently, way differently. Oh, absolutely! Mm. And thank goodness, to, oh my gosh, to get the little girl out. Yeah. Exactly. Can you imagine going through the hole in the wall while the guy's in there firing? Mm, I know. Yeah, Pretty you're incredible. Right. We've, got, we've got some great, great officers mm-hmm. here. Thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, we know that uh, a case of West Nile has been uh, discovered here in Caddo Parish and uh, mosquito-borne illness. We're going to talk to the uh, Brian Glasscock. He's the manager of Mosquito Control for the city of Shreveport. We'll Cattle Parish. To, that's mm-hmm. what I said, Cattle yep. Parish, mm-hmm. right after the break. One- One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Caddo Parish Mosquito Control Manager Brian Glasscock. I'm getting a weird echo. Do you hear that? Yeah, turn your phone down, please, or your radio, Brian. Turn your radio down. There we go. You there? Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Hey, can you take us off speakerphone, please? That would be way better. Because we're hearing the echo. Is that? Are you there? Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. 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 I remember as a kid, we used to run behind. Yeah, turn your radio down if you don't mind. Uh, we don't have the radio on. Oh, that's I think weird. it must be the phone line. Oh goodness. <laughs> it's fine. We used to run behind what we called Smokey Joe as a kid. Is that the same? Are the same chemicals used today in mosquito control when the trucks are driving through the neighborhoods? No, not really. I think we're we're using uh, different type of chemicals now. I think back then they were more oil based. Now we're using ULV based. Uh, everything is uh, newer, more uh, more uh, more specific. So everything is a little bit more safer now, and uh, some of it's water based. It's not oil based anymore. So it's really not the same thing that we're using that we used like twenty, thirty years ago. So. Is it as effective? effective? Oh, yes. It's very effective. We uh, calibrate our machines. uh, We test them, and, yeah, it's very effective. Let me ask you, with the the case of West Nile in our area, area, people want to get their their neighborhood neighborhood sprayed. sprayed. What's the procedure? procedure? Who do they call? What do they do? do? They they can call us at uh, 226-6624 and request a mosquito spray, um, and we will uh, take it down, and we will... We can't get to you that that exact night, but we try to get to you with a, a current time frame as soon as as soon as possible. There's also a thing called Everbridge where you can subscribe to on the Caddo Parish website, where would um, 
you can put your name down for mosquito spray list and uh, you'll be notified about mosquitoes. And also, there's also a way on the Caddo Parish website to put in for mosquito spray requests. So there's numerous ways to put in for a spray request. Typically, what time do you all go out and spray? We usually spray after 6.30. So we try to spray from 7 until 9.30, 10 o'clock. We try to spray once the sun is setting because the mosquitoes are a little bit more active once the sun is setting. So we try to get them when when they're out on the wing. Um, That's our basic spray time. You're pretty familiar familiar with the tests they do to to see if West Nile's here. You have heard, obviously, that there has been a case confirmed in our area. How many positive mosquito tests have have we seen so far? Right now, we've only had three positive pools. In fact, uh, our first first West Nile, I was notified by state, it was a couple weeks ago. um, So it was kind of early, which we were kind of surprised. And the latest report came out yesterday, and there's and there's no no more new cases, um, but we we do have three positive mosquito pools right now for West Nile. Any specific areas you can pinpoint? Yeah, we know the areas, so we try. What we try to do is put some extra. Uh, we try to put some extra control measures in those areas, especially in the evenings, to try to uh, knock down the mosquito population in those areas. What are those areas? Um, South Highlands, the Broadmoor area, and those types in that area in there with the ditches, open air ditches. Um, mm-hmm. Every place, every place else where we've tested, it's become negative. What can, what folks, can folks do, do to make their make home their a little home safer? safer? I know, get, I know rid get rid of all standing, standing water. water. What else? What else? That's you know, that's the most important thing right now because we've had lots of rain. Make sure they, I mean, they go around their yard. Anything that'll hold water this time of year will breed mosquitoes. In fact, since it's so warm, they'll breed mosquitoes really fast. That's one of the most important things. If, if you have mosquitoes in your yard, you can also go to Home Depot. They sell stuff over the counter that you can spray your bushes down that'll kill mosquitoes. They also sell, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with they also sell cans of fogger now, where if you have lots of mosquitoes around your bushes, you can get those cans of fogger, and that'll kill the mosquitoes too. So there are some things that people can do, and especially if you're going out at dusk or dawn, make sure you wear mosquito repellent because, like I said, we do have West Nile around right now. I've seen I've these seen things, things that look that like look really, like small, really little small little bagels, bagels, and you can drop them drop like in a, like bird, in a bath bird bath or, or in, in some standing water, water that you don't, that you don't, want, don't want to dump, dump. and it's, it's safe, safe for, animals, for animals, but it's but supposed, supposed to, to eliminate mosquitoes and their eggs. The donuts, yeah, they're really good. Um, the donuts are actually outstanding. They're, they're, they're a BTI product, and they work really well for mosquito larvae. So you can get those if you, if you have, like, a little pond and you don't want to dump it and, and you see some mosquito larvae in it, it'll kill it. And it's specific for mosquitoes itself, yes. Brian Glasscock, the Mosquito Control Manager for Caddo Parish. Uh, how concerned are you about how bad this season could be um, in our area? Right now, it's kind of hard to tell because we've had such crazy weather this year. I mean, I didn't expect a big this big storm to come through like that. And we had lots of rain early on, so we had lots of mosquitoes early on. And now we're, the mosquito population is starting to pick up some because of the rain we've had. So we're, you know, we're we're concerned with it. Um, hope now it's supposed to get really, really hot again. So we're, we're definitely, um, I, I'd say, 6 out of 10 right now to see if uh, how you know, the rest of the season goes. But to get you guys to come out and spray, the number is 226-6624, and, and you'll you'll get out in those neighborhoods as soon as possible. Right, it's 226-6624, and um, 
um, like I said, it, it might not be that night, but it'll be within three to four, within a couple of days. Brian Glasscock, Mosquito Control for Cattle Parish. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Y'all have a great day. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. 1017 FM. Seven. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. I told you earlier that the you know the 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 scam that's going on with the RFID key fobs that mm-hmm. you don't need a key to start your car anymore, right? Which is kind of cool. Keys in your pocket, you just get out and you know lock your door. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also makes it kind of easy if you're not careful for somebody to pick up that RFID signal mm. and clone a key fob and take off with your, you know, oh, with your yeah. car. Um, there's also, there was a, there were some instances around Shreveport about the card scammers, the skimmers mm-hmm. on gas pumps. Have oh, you, gosh. do you watch that? I, I'm real careful about that. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that the, there's another scam going around. I haven't seen anything lately, but mm-hmm. I'm always aware of it. I'd be careful with that. They say one of the best things to do is make sure to use the pump nearest the door of the facility. Absolutely. Don't yeah. use one that's far away or facing away from the the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, Aaron, I pull on the I pull on that whole panel. Yes. You know, and see if something comes off. I look around. I saw one where they they put a little reader that looks like part of the pump on the side next to the card reader. Holy cow. So even as you just go to put your card in the reader, mm-hmm. it'll pick it up. Oh, so, man. I mean, they're, they're, they're ingenious they, about this crap. Criminals will go to all kind of lengths. To steal your money, your hard-earned money. That's what's so troubling. What? Remember that device that you found on a pump a few months ago? Yes, yes. I found it on top of a pump. What did? What, did we determine what it was? It wasn't a card reader. It was. I forget what it was. It but was, it was some maintenance yeah. thing for the actual so, pump. Something they used to calibrate the pump. Yeah, and I brought it back because I once I realized sure. it wasn't a card reader. The popo doesn't need it, so I just brought it back to the gas. And they were glad I brought it back. So, uh, you know. But you you always be suspicious. I always check them out, and I'm always closest to the the building as well. I try to get because if you're on one of those outer pumps, that's typically where right. the scammers are going to target. So I just always be try to pull up next to the door, the, mm-hmm. close, the pump closest to the door, absolutely, and, and make sure to check it. Mm-hmm. So and my wallet you. is RFID protected protected as well. I need to get that too, don't I? Now, yeah, you need to something in your in your purse. Oh, I missed the Prime Day getting that. Oh like well, a, like a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> State Rep. Richard Nelson going to join us coming up after the top of the hour. Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike, and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. State Rep. Richard Nelson joining us, candidate for governor of the great state of Louisiana. And I'm I so sorry I'm for like goofing up the schedule with you. I'm sincere apologies. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never let it happen again. 
Don't take nah, that. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> I'm flexible. Appreciate it. And we appreciate that flexibility. Uh, you've got a, a bill that just got passed requiring all third graders, is this correct, mm-hmm. that be able to read before being promoted. We have to have a law that says you, you got to be able to read before being promoted? I'm sorry, but that just... <laughs> Congratulations on getting the bill passed. Yeah, thank you. No, that is the uh, that's the reaction I get a lot of a lot of the times I'm out there speaking about it around the state. You know, most people assume that if you can't read, you don't get out of third grade. But, exactly. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case. And you know, we have high schoolers and you know even some high school graduates that can't read, and that's a, a kind of a historical challenge Louisiana's had. And I, hopefully, this bill does a lot to address that. And the governor signed it. You were a little bit worried about whether he would or not, right? Yeah, I you know, I didn't know for sure. I had kind of reached out to his office, and they really never responded to me or said anything. And then it was kind of a, you know, late night, never never did a press release, never announced it, never talked about it. He just signed it and let it go. But at the end of the day, that makes it the law still, and that's all I needed. Okay, uh, you're running for governor. There are, I think, nine candidates in the race for governor. What is going to distinguish you from all the other Republicans who are running? Sure. So I think I'm uh, obviously a little younger. I have a different experience. You know, I spent seven years in the Foreign Service. I've been all around the world. Um, I have a pretty good record in the House of actually, you know, passing substantive legislation, making these big, uh, fighting these big battles in the legislature that are trying to move Louisiana forward. And honestly, I'm the only one that has really any plan on how to actually fix the state. Uh, You know, I say all the time, if Louisiana were just average, we'd all live four years longer, get a 33 percent raise. So that's the, uh, you know, amount of, um, you know, challenges that we're facing. That's the scope of the change that we need is, uh, you know, big things. And that's what I've been advocating for, uh, especially a complete rewrite of our tax code to be more like Texas and Florida. You know, the states that are adding um, six times as many people as we did in the last census. And, you know, Louisiana currently is losing about 40,000 a year. And, you know, half of those guys are moving to Texas. So I think it's something that we really have to look some fundamental change and not accepting the status quo. I mean, a lot of other, the other guys, they kind of have, you know, general talking points about, hey, maybe one day we'll fix things. But they, nobody has a plan, and if you press them on specifics, they have no idea. Attorney General Jeff Landry says Bessie is wrong on LEAP. Bessie apparently is uh, lowering the standards for LEAP testing or moving in that direction. Do you agree with lowering the standards like Bessie is moving, or do you agree more with uh, Attorney General Landry? Yeah, so I think the Attorney General agrees with me. I think standards are really what we have to enforce. That's what that third-grade reading bill is, really. It's just establishing some accountability for the process. Uh, And what Bessie's trying to do is basically waive it for some groups of students, waive the requirements for graduation so they don't have to get a a passing score on the, the LEAP test, which is really a minimal score. Like, you're not... You know, it doesn't say you have to pass AP calculus or something like that. It's a minimal score to pass. And, you know, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think, as I said to the, you know, some of the news outlets, I think we should focus on improving outcomes versus lowering standards. Another uh, poll was done recently, Landry showing in the lead over Wilson. But that really didn't hit me as hard as what did hit me. Only 24% of Louisiana residents think our state is moving in the right direction. That is alarming is it to you as well you know i think it's consistent to what i hear all over the state and i mean i think that's really my opportunity because when you know three quarters of the state think that we're going in the wrong direction 
they're a lot less likely to elect the same politicians that have been around for a long time. And I think that's when, uh, especially my when I'm getting out around the state and talking to people, that's what I hear is, hey, at the end of the day, you know, we need somebody young. We need somebody with real ideas. We need somebody that's going to change things. We're tired of all these old politicians that are all bought and sold by special interests, and we need something different. So I'm really the only one offering that in this race, and I think that that's what the you know competitive advantage I have is. We're talking with State Rep. Richard Nelson, a candidate for governor. Richard, I, I've asked other candidates. I get really excited about economic development when good things are happening. We seem to have some uh, really exciting news that's going on around Shreveport uh, economically. and But but it, I know it's it's difficult for industries looking to move you know into louisiana we it's like we make it hard what are you what would you do as governor to make it easier to do business with the state of louisiana sure you know my wife's from shreveport and so i'm up there all the time and i tell them you know look if the if the border with texas was 20 miles to the east of shreveport instead of 20 miles to the west it would be the fastest one of the fastest growing cities in the country that's the reality right and i don't think anybody will argue with that and so it just shows you that you know if you point. bring a texas style you bring a texas style system of government to louisiana you know it'll change in the course of a few years i think you completely change turn the state around and so i think not having an income tax i think lowering the burden on businesses as far as these really complex taxes where you have to hire a lobbyist to go and get some special tax credit you know this kind of huey long system of government that puts all the power in baton rouge that's what drives people away. That's what keeps people from coming here. And I think if you can throw that out, you'll completely change the game in Louisiana. I mean, it's very difficult. I can tell you because I've been working on it for four years. You tried but, to get you tried to get rid of the income tax. Uh, it didn't pass this time. What was the big hurdle? Who who blocked it? If you had to point Edwards. fingers. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's a it's a huge change. I mean, it's not just snapping your fingers and getting rid of the income tax. You're shifting about four billion dollars around. And, you know, finding in other areas and restructuring the tax code so that really more money is raised locally than it is um, currently where you send it all to Baton Rouge and in, in an income tax. And so it's just a lot of stuff to, to juggle in an election year. And honestly, the system is not built so that one state rep can come in and just rebuild the whole thing. Like, it really has to be led by the governor. And I think it really has to get a uh, – you really have to have a mandate from the people to go in and make these big changes or we're stuck with what we're where we are, the status quo of – you know, like I said, losing 40,000 people a year and, you know, four years of your life. Can you stay with us? I want to talk about specific shreveport Bozier issues when we get back. Sure. Mm-hmm. State Rep. Richard Nelson with Mike and McCarty. 101.7 F. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty talking with uh, State Rep. Richard Nelson, candidate for governor on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Richard, uh, just recently, our current governor uh, pulled out his pettiness pen and vetoed anybody that had anything to do with uh, not voting to bust the spending cap, and North Louisiana got hit particularly hard. We, you know, we can't finish I forty nine. Now, the Jimmy Davis Bridge initially got defunded. I think that's been reinstated. What, what, you know, what would you do differently? Uh, you know, that's the game. Um, you know, when I'm talking about this Huey Long style of government, this is how it works, right? You play ball with the governor or you lose all your money. And that's, the, that's what, not what happens in Texas, right? That's not 
a, an effective way to run a government. Like what you should have is, you know, obviously look at the priorities of the state and say we're going to fund those things. You shouldn't use it as just kind of political weapons to force people to do what you want. But that was the system that Huey Long set up. You know, that's the system I'm trying to tear down. And I'm trying to give local government the more, you know, way more control over funding those priorities, over looking out, um, you know, looking after their own business versus being dependent on the governor. And then let the, you know, the state and the governor focus on the, you know, these more statewide issues. And so I'll just tell you, this is exactly what I'm talking about. And this is what you really need to change if you want Louisiana to move forward. Because it's not even just those line items. It was also where the money did go that didn't get vetoed, but, you know, where the, a lot of it went. It's where the chairman of the committees and, you know, the president of the Senate and stuff like that, it's, it's where the people in charge were. And so you have lots of money that ends up going to those areas that is not necessarily the best bang for the buck for the entire state of Louisiana. So, I mean, until you fix that system, you're going to have to, you're going to continue to see decline in population. I think you're going to continue to see Louisiana lag our, our neighboring states. And that's what we have to fix. You voted to raise the spending cap. Was it part of the deal? You had to play the game to get things in your district. So, I mean, for me, I got a. We had a, a two million dollar, uh, two million dollars to our police department that you know they really needed. Uh, we had some other projects and stuff in there, and so I, my personal, um, my my personal uh, force was to try and, and increase the amount of money that we paid to that unfunded accrued liability. I passed a constitutional amendment this year that would actually. Um, allocate 25% of any surplus in future years to paying off that pension debt, right? That $17 billion of pension debt. And so that was something that I cared about a lot was getting more money toward that. And so that was included in the, in the final package. And so that's what made, one of the things that made me okay with it, you know, plus the projects that I needed locally that, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know my constituents were all in favor of. Uh, so were, you had to play the game. Part. You yeah, had to play the game. Go yep. along to get along. That's the game. Let, let yeah, me ask you something. Game. We have, we have issues here in Shreveport, Bossier, that you may or may not be aware of. Uh, we don't feel like our, our LSU Health Hospital here gets its fair share of the funding when compared to the New Orleans Hospital. Will you look at that and examine the numbers and try to do better by Shreveport? Absolutely. You know, my sister actually went to um, the Health Sciences Center in Shreveport. That's where she got her uh, her MD. So, you know, I have, I have a connection there, but I also, like I said, my wife is from Shreveport. So, these are things that I care about. And I think balancing it across the state is something that's necessary. And, uh, you know, that, that uh, will be a constant uh, force in my administration is a, a focus on North Louisiana. You know, I tell people I'm married to North Louisiana, so I can't, I can't uh, leave it in the dark. The I-49 inner city connector is a hot topic in this community. I'm sure you've been briefed. Will you push to get that finished? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of, that's always one of those kind of crazy things to me that we have, I think it's like a mile and a half or something like that that we can't finish. It's like three and, mi- uh, a three-mile stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, three miles that we can't finish. And so it's been, you know, sitting there forever. I, you know, I don't understand how we can't, you know, prioritize something like that that I think is such a, uh, you know, kind of critical project to connecting, connecting the, the rest of the interstate. And the Jimmy Davis Bridge. Uh, we've been, Richard, we've been working on this since you were in the womb, I think. Um, we, we, 25 plus years, um, we need a new bridge. This bridge is now dangerous and it, we've been, we've been playing politics with it for too long. Can you put that on the fast track? You know, absolutely. I think that, you know, one of the things about DOTD, I've had my interactions with DOTD. I feel like they never, you know, they've told me that it's going to be 10 years to get a traffic circle and I'm, you know, that's my opinion is if it takes you 10 years to build a traffic circle, we might, we might as well not even talk about a bridge. And so mm-hmm. I think there needs to be a lot of house cleaning at DOTD to really make it 
an efficient organization that was really out there fixing, you know, fixing some of these problems. And I think we have to focus um, infrastructure money on, you know, fixing some of these critical bridges. I mean, there's uh, a handful, you know, a handful of bridges that I think are falling apart, and then there's a bunch of them that have already been closed. You know, the state can't function that way. Like we've got to, we got to be able to keep people getting, you know, crossing rivers. We got a lot of rivers, and if we don't do anything about it, you know, we can't just keep closing bridges and, and hoping that everything's going to get better one day. Well, and you and you mentioned the DOTD. The leading Democratic candidate used to run the state DOTD, and uh, if, if it came down between you and him, how would you combat? Uh, how would you combat him in that race? I mean, I would just tell people if you're happy with your roads and bridges, then vote for him. And I think I'd get every vote. You know, I get every vote almost. I mean, that's the that's the reality. He's a nice guy, but at the end of the day, I think DOTD is probably one of the you know least effective agencies. And the roads and you know the roads and bridges are probably people's one of their number one complaints about state government is that you know they're just in such poor shape. So if you've been with DOTD for 25 years, it's hard to hide from that. Nine some candidates in the race qualifying next month. There are some political experts saying uh, they might be one or two that back out. Uh, any chance you reconsider? Uh, not right. Not now. Um, uh, you know, I'm all in on this. I'm I'm trying to uh, you know spread the message of we need big change and we need to get rid of the status quo. And I've been on the trail for a long time with all these candidates. And I'm really the only one that's saying that. So I think that that's a message the people of Louisiana really need to hear. So if it doesn't go your way, what's next? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I'll, you know, I, I'll, we'll have time to uh, think about it and, you know, maybe spend more time with my, my wife and kids for a little while, for sure. Uh, the legislature's been sucking up a lot of my time. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I have a lot, you know, I always have a lot of opportunities and, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I'll continue to be able to serve Louisiana. State Representative Richard Nelson, uh, candidate for governor. Thanks for talking with us. Hope you have a great weekend, sir. Thanks, you too. <laughs> what a- I, I don't like this. I love it. What? Surprise I guests. I know, and, and you don't even tell me. So we've got Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Good morning. Hello. Say who you're. Say who you are. Good morning. It's Keith Bryant. Keith. Well, <laughs> So well, good, hi, so good to talk to you today, Keith. We're not talking about tragedy or anything this morning. We're going to sing. Are you ready? Is it three, <laughs> two, oh, one? Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Let me find a key to you. Happy birthday, dear Keith. Happy birthday to you. So sorry, oh, man. <laughs> you do oh, so man. you do so much in our community. I just couldn't let your birthday get by us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you guys so much, and and you guys uh, are have become more than just you know help the Streetport Volunteer Network. You guys have become my family, mm-hmm. and I love you guys from with all of my heart. I love you guys, and I'm thankful uh, for all of the support, man. Okay, you're not going to like me after this. You ready? Oh, don't ruin it. No, no, I'm going to ruin it. (laughs) She's a ruiner. I'm going to ruin it. Anybody who's got Keith Bryant's cell phone number, 
text him happy birthday for us, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it's available on the website if you need it. So. Still, st still love me? Oh, my, oh my goodness. I, I love y'all, and I thank y'all so much. You have a great and, uh, day, my friend. We love yes. you, too. Okay. Keith, happy nice birthday. talking to you with uh, without a disaster and a chainsaw in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all be blessed. Thank Take care. Uh-huh. Thank you, Keith. What, right, <laughs> that was very nice. Wasn't that sweet? Yeah. Yes. What do they do? Great work. Mike they was sweating over work. there. We wouldn't tell him who we were calling. No, we sure wouldn't. Yeah. And like an idiot, I should have known because you were like, hey, do you have Keith's phone number? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Three minutes before that. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're suffering from something. What a one One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Uh, lots of uh, lots of stuff on the message board right now. A lot of people complaining that their ears are bleeding. <laughs> their ears. I'm sorry. I After suck. hearing us sing, y'all are good. I, I wasn't ready. I was. I wasn't ready. You didn't warm up your vocalizer. And we didn't find a key. Ruben hit a lower, a lower, which is fine with I, me. I went low. Yeah, yeah. which which I I like when I do shows, mm -hmm. and and we have a music, a, you know, the musical director. Mm -hmm. And I don't read music. I, I'm yeah, not a not trained either. singer. I'm not. I wish I. I wish I knew more about it mm -hmm. than I do. Um, but <laughs> those musical directors, some of them are so good. Yeah. Because they'll 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 follow me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm going and when they're conducting the uh, the orchestra. All I'm thinking this morning when y'all are talking about it, I'm like, what's a key? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I do know that. <laughs> And I know no I, do, I, I know I don't hit it. <laughs> so I'm sorry for singing. That's why I'm glad I have you two guys because you can both sing. Right. I can't. I'll and just, I'm sorry. I'll just turn your mic off next time. That's yeah. Put <laughs> it really low. Put it really low because I'm killing people. Or I'm we sorry can about find that. Like a YouTube video that has somebody really singing well, like Plus somebody. Adele. And and then well, it, well, it would have to sound like us. I mean, it oh. sound like we're doing it, but oh. we could just actually play that. Okay, that's not a bad idea. That's like, not a bad like idea. Like the Oak Ridge Boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's find somebody who, yeah, Oh, God. That's terrible. <laughs> I sing bad. But anyway, happy birthday to Keith Bryant. And I'm sorry his phone is probably blowing up. Well, good. I apologize for I that. hope so. <laughs> How did you do uh, Amazon Prime? Last Amazon night? Prime, I Aaron, I had to shut it off. I there was a moment that I thought this is really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, uh, from a psychological aspect, you know, I don't go, I don't do the Black Friday sales. No. I don't want to go out in mm -hmm. that in that madness. No, uh, I'm not going to fight somebody over you know uh, uh, a TV or a pair of socks you mm -hmm. can have it yeah. i mean it's not worth it and i don't like to see that type behavior it's people at their worst in a lot of cases absolutely mm -hmm. not pleasant and I, so yeah but but yesterday during this these prime deals amazon prime they had two days um one thing i noticed was an accelerated heart rate because i thought i i, I don't want to miss out yes they had, and it was things like the uh, Old Spice body wash that I like. Mm -hmm. 
and it was 40-something percent off or whatever. Yep. And I thought, well, that would make sense. I mean, I need to do this. Buy it. You're going to buy it anyway. And and then I started getting this FOMO. Right. And I thought, okay, this is exactly what they want. That's exactly. And they put down things. People who bought that Old Spice, they also bought these things. And you're looking at them like, oh, do I need all that too? Maybe I do. Right. Should I get that too? And, and I did a lot of that buying things that I normally need. You know, my special shampoo, you know, things that I, you know, the toilet paper and the paper towels. Because they had good deals on paper products. They really did. Um, but they were matching things up. Like if you if you use Tide, for an example, you couldn't just buy Tide. They had Tide packaged with some sort of cleaning fluid. You know, so they were you trying to put, just buy the one. Yeah, some of them were. Some of the products didn't have a deal like that, so they were trying to push another item along with it. And I'm like, no, I just want to buy Tide. So you, so I skipped it. Thank goodness. Well, a few months ago, I told you I love I love pens. Mm-hmm. I, not they don't have to be expensive, but if they're nice, even like the Pilot G twos, I love the way they write. Right. If you get the right one, there's fine, extra mm-hmm. fine, you know, bold. Yeah. If you get there, and, and I found one that I like, Aaron, I've got like six of them now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yes. It's like, okay, I'll buy, let me buy two more. And, and uh, so I bought so paper yesterday plates, I bought yeah. refills. Oh, did you? Because okay. they got the refill that I like for like a buck and a half for two of them. Nice. I'm like, you can't get that. You so can't even sad. go to the Walmarts and buy like that. Yeah, you're you're absolutely set. I was, you know, I was struggling because I was like getting distracted and going, "Ooh, I need that. I need that." Yeah. <laughs> but after my second glass of wine, <laughs> I don't know which yeah. one. Which one of your birthdays is coming up next? But I've got a chinchilla pillowcase with your name on it. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, don't shop Amazon Prime when you're tipsy. Note to self. padded toilet seat? No, thank you. Oh, yeah. I'll give that to Ruben. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. No, thank you. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. I'm glad it's over. Yeah, no kidding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really the only thing a note that I I grab, I'm not going to have to buy deodorant uh, probably for the rest of my life. (laughs) Ah, okay. All right. You you got a case of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Degree sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm never, never again. Oh, Lord. Well, I've been picking mine up because I don't know. It seems like I don't know that they're going to keep making it. It's an oh. Old Spice soft solid. Oh, you better and buy it. And yeah. it's less and less like mm-hmm. at, at the at the Walmarts. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Mike and McCarty. 1017, more information than you ever wanted to know. One oh one seven seven ten kill. I'm so glad the cameras aren't aren't Boy, working. No kidding, because I've really I, I've been out to lunch today. I'm be quite blunt. I don't today. know why. Hey, I'm sorry, but Where's don't throw ammo? it. <laughs> We're throwing things at him. I decided I not to throw the pen today, but uh, I got junk to throw at him. But I, you know, yeah, today was kind of. I don't know why. I'm I'm maybe I'm a little bit tired. I don't know. You know, I've been kind of. Uh, 
well, two glasses of wine too late at night is a problem, you know, when you drink wine on the weeknights and then you look at your credit card and went, I bought what on Amazon? Well, I'm I'm off tomorrow. Yeah, that's my true. My daughter is coming in this evening, so mm-hmm. this is kind of my Friday. Oh, so that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited, looking forward to spending the weekend with her. Oh, cool. So, I so I'm kind of like, you know checked out you know you know yeah, it's like you, yeah, it's friday i don't want to do to anything yeah it's not friday yet but it's coming yes, it it'll is. be friday soon and and by the way mm-hmm. speaking of which you schedule these guests for tomorrow then i'm like wait a minute wait no 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 wait <laughs> wait i want to be here no we're we're uh we're having uh sheriff steve praters coming in with john nicholson Wonder what that's going to be about. <laughs> what are they going to talk about? I just think they just want to hang out with me, just I guess. Just want to come drink coffee. Yeah, coffee. Maybe they'll bring donuts. I don't know. Heard I wasn't going to be here. Yeah, so I'm, who knows? And, and then... Another huge... Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Dixon is coming in. Apparently, there's some exciting news. Yeah, we can't say anything yet. Exciting. I told you, I love economic development news. It's big. It's going to be big, I think. (sighs) uh, So that's tomorrow. Scott Hughes is going to come in in the 8 o'clock hour and kind of revisit everything we talked about in the 7 o'clock hour because it's going to be a couple of big news stories. Um, You know, it's going to be an interesting morning. I'm going to miss you. I'll ask every question you leave me. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Use one of my new pens and I start writing. One more thing before we go. You both are married men. We've been talking about this sleep divorce thing. Have you oh, heard? That's right. Yes. One yeah. third of Americans who are married say they don't sleep in the bedroom with their spouse. One third. Now, my grandmother and my granny and grandpa, mm-hmm. as, as when we were growing up, that's just grandpa's room, granny's room. I mean, it's just the way it was. Mm-hmm. The, the we reason, didn't think a thing about it. The reason they do it is because of snoring, somebody getting up throughout the night to go to the bathroom, tossing and turning, don't sleep, you know, solid. And so the Sometimes other, yeah. on the days that my wife doesn't work, she'll sleep in the other, you know, the other room because my alarm goes off so early. Uh, and it wakes her up. And I try to be quiet about it, mm-hmm. but you know how that it's goes. It's the same, same over same here. Thing. You know, me, me and Lauren both keep weird hours and sometimes yeah. it behooves one of us to sleep in the guest room. And they say that sleeping in separate bedrooms from your spouse Enhances your woohoo that <laughs> okay, Bobby Banks right. making whoopee. Should we wrap it on that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's please do. Please do, yeah. <laughs> Great day tomorrow. <laughs> 1017 FM 710 Q.